Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selkin, where we are in season 13, entitled The ABCs of Winning the Mental Game. In this season, we are talking about a call back to the fundamentals, to the ABCs of how we show up on a day-to-day basis and recommitting to living those fundamentals on a more consistent basis. We're also dedicating this season to my beautiful new baby girl, Miss Eliana Bell. Um, She has just been a joy to have in our lives so far this year. And so while this season is a little less science-based than all of our previous seasons, um, not necessarily less science-based, we talk a little bit less about the science in this season. Um, It's still an underpinning of everything that we do and everything that we talk about on here can be grounded in that and referenced in different ways. So if you're interested in some more of the scientific aspects of anything that you hear on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. But again, this is meant to be uh, easy to consume on your way to work, getting ready in the morning as a reminder to live the fundamentals in our lives. I think sometimes we overcomplicate things. We make them more difficult than they need to be. And we're called to be simple about what's right and wrong and then do what's right. And so again, this season is meant to simplify our mental processing, our emotional processing, and call us back to the actions that we know lead to more consistent human high performance. And when I say human high performance, again, that's in whatever domain you might find yourself, whether that's parenting or teaching or law or medicine or business, whatever that is, apply the fundamentals of your craft and be there. And so today in letter P, we're talking about presence. P is for presence. And the definition of presence, I'm going to give you two of them. The first is the state of existing, occurring, or being in a place or thing. And so to me, this is physically or mentally slash emotionally being present, right? The state of existing, of being in an actual place or time or thing. And again, I think we can physically sometimes be present in places, but mentally not be present. Other times I think we can be mentally engaged in our work or in what we're doing, but physically absent. Um, I'll break that down a little bit more of what I mean there. But I want to give you the second definition, which is the impressive manner or appearance of a person. And I know those are two very different. We could have two probably full podcasts on each of those different elements. But for uh, brevity's sake, we'll tackle both in one episode here today um, and just give you a little bit, a a couple things to think about. But both, I think, are really relevant to helping us show up as who we intend to be on a more consistent basis. So let's start with that first one of the state of existing, occurring, or being in a place or thing. And again, this is just about being present. You've heard that thrown around a lot. Like, hey, you know, you could be in a conversation with your spouse. I do this with Aaron sometimes, right? He's like, he's like, hey, are you listening to me? And I'm like, oh, sorry. I was thinking, you know, physically I was present. I was standing in front of him. Shoot, sometimes I'm even looking at him. And and yet he can tell when my mind is thinking about something different because mentally I'm not existing in that time and place with him. And so I think this is a critical element for us to, to be aware of as human beings. Are we mentally in the moment with people or even our task? I mean, how many times have you been reading and all of a sudden you re- you realize you're at the end of a page, but you've been thinking about something totally different and you have to start over again. That's another example of mentally not having mental presence in that moment. So again, can we bring our mind into the present moment? 
that's certainly one aspect that we're talking about. But the other aspect of that is, can we be physically present? There's so many leaders, you know, that I've met that try to lead from afar. They lead from their offices. They're they're mentally engaged in their work, in their business, in the concept that they're trying to further in the world, you know, or teachers that really care about their kids and their growth. And they spend a lot of time on lesson plans and classroom organization and all of those different elements. But man, there's no there's no greater investment than time, physical presence with your people, whatever those the, whatever that looks like in your world. You know, in our manufacturing environment, um, I've served as the vice president of leadership and culture for Lippert for the last five years, and that's one of the things that we stress to our leaders: you have to be out with your people to get the heartbeat, you know, of, of what's going on and feel the energy and be in conversation and build relationship with people. You know, that's the whole concept behind the one minute manager is, is managing by walking around, right? Walk around, talk to people, get a pulse on things, understand what's going on because those insights inform your decision-making. And if we want to make the best decisions for our people, then we have to be with our people and actually know what they want, what they need more importantly, and how we can serve them to the best of their ability. And when we are able to combine physical and mental presence, knowing when and how to sort of uh, sometimes massage between those two things, sometimes be physically and mentally present, obviously, you know, is really critical for us to serve our populations as best as possible. You know, again, as we think about as we, as we think about this concept of being mentally present and physically present, the one thing I always like to challenge people to think about is sort of the past, present and future. And if you had to put a percentage of amount of time, particularly from this mental presence standpoint, if you had to put a percentage of your day or week or month um, on how much time you mentally spend in the past, what percentage would that be? If you had to put a percentage of time that you spend thinking about the future, what would that be? And then what percentage of time do you spend in the present mentally? in the moment. And I think that's where, you know, this will give you a good gauge of where do I find myself mostly. And before I go into talking a little bit about this concept of um, the other element of presence of this impressive manner or appearance of a person, I want to share a quote from Eckhart Tolle that speaks to this idea of being in the present. He says that time isn't precious at all because it is an illusion. What you perceive as precious is not time but the one point that is out of time, the now. That is precious indeed. The more you are focused on time, past and future, the more you miss the now, the most precious thing there is. And so as you consider this idea of how much time you spend mentally in the past or the future or the present, that's what we need to understand is, is the now is the most precious moment that we have. And so many people miss it because they're stuck in the past and and there's a there's another little you know riff that says you know, when we spend too much time in the past, that's where depression comes from. When we spend too much time in the future, that's where anxiety comes from. But when we spend time in the presence, that's where performance happens, where creativity happens, where peace happens, where hope can happen, right? Hope is obviously anchored in the future, but it but it brings a, a palpable experience to the moment. And so again, as you think about mental presence, think about, am I in the moment in the present, because that's really where the precious concept of time is beheld. And so 
now let's shift again a little bit towards this idea of someone's impressive appearance or manner that they show up. And when I'm doing um, coaching with individuals, you know, we talk a lot about executive presence. What what is the presence that you're bringing to a room, that you're bringing to the stage, that you're bringing to a conversation with maybe one of your leaders, or if you're in a sales pitch, what is the presence that you walk into the room and have those dialogue, uh, that dialogue with the the people that you're trying to pitch on your product or service or idea because presence is a critical element, you know, in terms of how people buy. And when I say buy, I don't mean just like monetary exchange for goods. I mean, buy ideas, buy you, buy your um, vision that you have, buy the the idea or, you know, if you're trying to get your team to, to, to be a team and to have good relationships. I think a lot about, I don't know Kim Mulkey yet. I'm saying that yet because I'm excited to, to be able to spend time with her and to get to know her more. But one of the things just observing her and her team and the dynamic of watching the LSU women's basketball team throughout the course of the season and then go on to win the national championship in 2020 for the 2022 season, um, obviously played in 2023. What really impresses me about her is her presence She has a strength and an air about her that demands respect that clearly states that she's the leader of that program and of that team. But what's really unique about her is she's got a lot of personalities on her team that are also strong. And what's been really, really fascinating for me to watch and to think about myself, you know, as a former student athlete with a strong personality and very clear and high standard of excellence and for myself and for others. It, it just got me, I, like, I wish I could have played a sport for her because so rarely can you find someone that strong who lets other strong individuals, and in this case, strong women, be a part of it and get along. And that's what I think is so powerful is she's got a presence, but it doesn't, it doesn't sub- make every other personality submit to her in like an oppressive kind of way. But it actually, I think from, again, this is from an outsider's perspective. I've not worked with the team. I don't know this personally, but from an observational standpoint of because she's so strong and has such a strong presence and all of those girls respect her and her leadership and know at the end of the day, she's the alpha. We can all be alphas. We can all think we're alphas. We can all talk and walk and act like alphas. But because we know there's an alpha to the alphas, it sort of brings them all in alignment. And I just think it's the most beautiful thing that she's able to celebrate the strength in these young women and let them have a presence about them, an air about how they warm up, how they shoot, how they how they practice, how they compete, how they handle, you know, last minute, last second moments in quarters, in halves, in games. And that speaks, that's a testament to the presence that she brings as the leader. Again, as we, as you're thinking about yourself, what presence are you showing up with? Do you have an impressive manner or appearance about you when you step into a moment? And I'm not saying like be fake. Presence presence is easily, uh, I think, gauged by other individuals. Are you real or not? Because you can act a certain way and you can put on bravado and that's not what I'm talking about. 
What I'm talking about is a grounded sense. And we talked about it when we talked about letter I. I is for identity. When you know who you are on the inside and you are aligned to that and you are operating out of it and you connect that with being in the present moment, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and you are prepared physically, technically, tactically, and mentally for that moment, man, you bring a presence to it that people can't not want to be around or be a part of. And that's another dynamic and element to presence that I want us to consider. How are we showing up? And are we bringing a presence that is impressive, that that makes people want to be a part of it? They want you to be a part of their experience because of how you're showing up. And they want to learn from and grow and, and, and partner with and collaborate with and grow with and through and together with you. That's what presence allows us to bring to the moment. And, and ultimately, I'm going to also share a quote from Abraham Maslow, who's sort of a legend in the psychology field. But he says, you know, the ability to be in the present moment is a major component of mental wellness. And so again, as we combine these ideas of being having a presence about you and an air that attracts people and liberates people to be their best, we're able to do that when we have a physical and mental presence about us. And so again, P is for presence. And this week's championship mindset training is about physical and mental presence. Can you be in the moment, not in the past, not in the future, in the present? Use your breathing as a strategy to bring you into that present moment and then have a presence about you. Allow your identity and the courage and the confidence in who you are and what you have to offer in this moment radiate out of you. And in that way, we are physically and mentally present and we have a presence that ignites the potential goodness and greatness of individuals and situations that the world desperately needs today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been so fun talking through letter P with you for presence. Listen, if there's anything that we can do for you uh, through the Selking Performance Group, through keynote speaking to your organization or one-on-one performance coaching, please reach out directly, Selking at selkingperformance.com. I'd also love to hear how you're applying this work via social media. Um, you can tag us on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets and then find us on um, LinkedIn and Facebook as well at Selking Performance Group. And then we've got a lot of free resources on our website, selkingperformance.com, where you can also uh, find access to our book there, Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets, which came out in 2022 and really gives a, a detailed look at a mental foundation that you can lay for yourself that is has science, stories, and actual practical applications woven throughout it. So make sure you check that out as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.